Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC Football Podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, week nine. We got a bunch of games we got to talk about. You ready to go? Shout out Chad Bracey, first in the chat. That's right. That's right. We've got a, a race to be uh, to be first in the chat here now. Yep. Yeah, Mike, we're doing a, a live week nine preview. It is 1040 p.m. on the East Coast on Wednesday night. So it's basically the weekend. Uh, you know, you and I are both playing golf tomorrow. So, again, <laughs> we are weekend. It is um, appreciate the folks joining us in the chat. You know, they are here at YouTube.com slash at the ACC football podcast. Uh, they probably knew we were going live because they hit the subscribe button. They hit the bell icon. So you should do that, too, so you can come join us. Uh, be notified when we have new videos that come out. Be notified so you can come join in on the comments and in the chat. Uh, we've been doing Saturday Night Fever every Saturday night for most of the season. Been a lot of fun. Great way to recap the, the day that was in the ACC. So, again, hit the subscribe button and hit the bell icon for uh, for us on YouTube at youtube.com slash at the ACC football podcast. Uh, or subscribe, you know, wherever you get your audio podcast. Anywhere like that works as well. Mike, we got eight games this week. Uh, the first one is actually a weeknight game. Imagine that. We haven't had one of those, I think, in a couple of weeks now. We have not. So we will start there as I will work to do this thing. All right, here we go. At On Thursday at 7.30 on ESPN, the Syracuse Orange on the road in Blacksburg taking on your Virginia Tech Hokies. Hokies a three-point home favorite. Total is 47. I'd have to imagine the environment in Lane Stadium will be pretty, pretty good for a uh, Thursday night game here against a conference opponent and, you know, with a Virginia Tech team that's been playing better as of late. Can we call Virginia Tech surging? I think that's kind of, that's probably unfair. So, trending. How about trending? Yeah, I'll go trending. That, that trending? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Syracuse is 0-3 in conference play, Joey. Is there a, a what was that? A rough patch in my life right now. All right, Syracuse is zero three. <laughs> we haven't we haven't broken that one out in a while <laughs> because Syracuse has been good the last few years. I so know, yeah, we've been it's been, a while. Kind, been kind of sitting on that sound. Uh, Syracuse is winless in conference play. Now, granted, their three conference opponents have been Clemson, North Carolina, and Florida State. So <laughs> that's not ideal, Joey. Well, and I mean that's that's the three conference opponents that they've played. The four out-of-conference opponents they played, Colgate, Western Michigan, at Purdue, and Army. I feel like of all the teams in this conference, this is probably the one that we're like, it's Halloween weekend, Mike, and I still feel like I don't know very much about where Syracuse stands or doesn't. Like, Yeah. Th- this yeah. is the team that I'm like, I'm in this game in particular, I'm like, I don't know how to diagnose what Syracuse is or isn't right now. Like, they just had their, their nasty three-game uh, gauntlet stretch that we knew that they were going to have. They get a yeah. bye week to kind of try to heal up. But how do I handicap what this team is or isn't against Virginia Tech? I am not really sure what to do here. Well, it's, it's kind of tough, too, right? So uh, Virginia Tech played Purdue in week two of the season. Syracuse actually played Purdue in week three. Uh, Purdue, of course, beat Virginia Tech in that weird weekend when, like, every ACC game was delayed. Uh, Purdue beat Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. They started at noon and finished at 830 or something like that? Yeah, yeah, just a casual, like, eight- or nine-hour game. Uh, the following weekend, Syracuse uh, traveled on the road to West Lafayette and beat Purdue by 15. So there's a shared opponent there, right? But then Virginia Tech has also played Florida State. That's a shared opponent, right? Virginia Tech played Florida State a lot better than Syracuse did, right? So Syracuse played Florida State right before their bye week. Syracuse is coming off a bye. Their last game was against Florida State. They lost 41-3. to They were not competitive in that game. Uh, Virginia Tech also lost by a ton in Tallahassee, but the Hokies were a lot more competitive. It was at one point a five-point game uh, in Tallahassee in the third quarter. So the Hokies showed a little bit more fight in that game uh, than Syracuse did. I I look at this, right, and everything is telling me to pick Virginia Tech. Hokies are trending in a really good direction. the bye week, I think, for Virginia Tech almost came at a bad time. Some people would argue the opposite. Virginia Tech was getting healthy. I, I think in that sense, the bye came at a good time because guys are continuing to get healthy. They're getting guys back in the secondary. Um, they're getting healthier up front on the defensive line. Uh, guys, they're, they're getting depth pieces back on the defense, which I think is really important. Syracuse actually needed the bye week even more. Right. Syracuse really banged up on front up front mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball. Syracuse losing three straight games, 
not really looking competitive in any of them. Uh, the, the Clemson game, I guess, is the one they looked most competitive in, but you and I watched that game. That was never really close after yeah. like after the first quarter, never really close. So Syracuse was playing really poor football entering the bye week, granted against the three toughest teams on their schedule. Going to Blacksburg now, really tough environment against a Virginia Tech team that is finding an identity offensively. Kyron Jones has been really good the last few weeks. Feels like the Hokies offense now looks a lot more comfortable. Play calling, uh, guys more comfortable in their roles. Drones looks a whole lot more comfortable. Defensively, Virginia Tech, I know they gave up uh, 200 yards to Trey Benson at Florida State, but there were some signs in that Florida State game that they were starting to figure things out a little bit Then had two really good outings sandwiched around that game, right, against Pittsburgh and Wake Forest. So things have been trending in a really good direction for Virginia Tech, and everything is pointing to picking the Hokies here. This is kind of the type of game that maybe Syracuse will sneak up on you, right? Syracuse has gone into Blacksburg before, and they've won games like this where you're like, I'm not really sure what Syracuse is, and they go in, they play well. I think Dino will have the Syracuse offense ready to play. I think Syracuse will go in and be competitive here. I think I'm going to take Syracuse to cover the three, but Virginia Tech to win in a very, very tight game in Blacksburg. I do think Syracuse is going to be competitive here. I'm trying to thread a needle with this pick here. A little bit. Uh, 28-27. I think, yeah, yeah. I think I said on my, I said on my tech pod I recorded last night. I think I said twenty four twenty one. I think is what I said, uh, which would be a push, I guess. Yeah. So, I don't know, somewhere in that neighborhood. I'll say officially like twenty four twenty three. There you go. There you go. There it is. I um, I I'm kind of with you. I want to take Virginia Tech here. I, I'm spooked because SP Plus is telling me that Syracuse should be favored. Mm-hmm. And ESPN's FBI gives Syracuse a 61% chance of winning this game. Um, so it's like, what are they seeing that I'm not? And I, I wonder if some of it might be recency bias of, in, in, but kind of in a, in a, in a backwards way of like that they're, they're judging both of these teams by the season as a whole, as opposed to how they're trending, you know, week over week. Like mm-hmm. we feel like Syracuse has been getting worse. feel like Virginia tech has been getting better. Um, and, and, you know, obviously there's reasons behind all of that. I think I'm, I'm with you. I think I'm just going to take Syracuse in the points. I don't feel good about it. I, yeah. there's a lot of me that feels like I should be taking Virginia tech here, but then yeah. some of me just wondering, like, is it a trap? Mm-hmm. And especially you not being like gung ho taking the Hokies here is like definitely a red flag to me of like, maybe I consider just, just take the points and, uh, you know, gut see thing. What happens. it's a gut thing. Also like, I think we're going to find out too because Syracuse didn't play anybody in the non-con and then Virginia tech has played well against the bad opponents in conference play. And it's like, Oh yeah, Syracuse is coming and trending in a bad direction. They've been getting blown out against, you know, the toughest teams on their schedule. It's like, okay, <laughs> Virginia tech hasn't played anybody. I mean, they, they share the Florida state like common opponent, but outside of that, like Virginia tech hasn't played anybody in the ACC wake and pit are terrible. Like mm-hmm. They haven't played anybody. So yeah. it's easy to be like, Oh, I'm out on Syracuse, but also like Syracuse hasn't really had a break since September in terms of like the teams they are playing. I don't like, know. What's, what's the, f- is Purdue probably the fairest fight that Syracuse has been in all year? Probably. And at the same time, like, I think it's easy to look at, you know, Virginia Tech and Syracuse playing Purdue in back-to-back weeks and being like, oh, they share an opponent. Syracuse looks a lot better. But Virginia Tech's a totally different team now, offensively. Yeah. Yep. I, they Grant Wells started in that game, and he was really hurt. In the se- he was playing hurt in the second half, could not run. Uh, ha- you know, Tech's running, like, read option with him. And, you know, the Purdue defense is just not respecting him as a runner because he couldn't move. And then Pride didn't pull the trigger on Kyron Jones till last drive. It was just a poorly managed game in a weird spot. Tech's a totally different team now. I, I feel like Virginia Tech nearly won that game against Purdue with Grant with the hurt Grant Wells. I feel like if they played that game again tomorrow, I'd probably be taking the Hokies. So I don't I, I really don't know what to do here. And the fact it's only a three point spread surprises me a little bit with how the teams have been trending. So that's why I'm leaning to take Syracuse. And again, 
incredible. It's going to be an incredible atmosphere. Virginia Tech is doing all the right stuff. I feel like they are the better team coming into this game. But the line spooks me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Virginia Tech is going to have a good chance to make a bowl game. But I think this game and the NC State game in particular are pretty big swing games. Um, and now with the way Boston College is playing, potentially that one too. But mm-hmm. this one in NC State at home in particular, like Tech's got to win both of them, I think, because Louisville going to Chestnut Hill. And then even if you beat Virginia, like you got to win two others. It's an important swing game. And I just feel like Virginia Tech's going to lose one of them. Yeah. And maybe it's maybe it's this one, right? Yep. Maybe it's this one. So I don't know. Uh, Syracuse plus three, maybe an under game. I don't know. So Chad Bracey, he's got Virginia Tech. Um, I, I hope I'm pronouncing this. Harry Balls? <laughs> shut, shut up. Shut up. Syracuse, mark it down. <laughs> I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's, there's no way you didn't put two and two together there for the family program. You know? Our guy, Adam Parker, I will say <laughs> this feels like an under game for sure. Again, the total's 47. I... I, I'm not convinced. I, I I'd know. leave that. I'd leave that total alone. I don't know. I just said 24 to 23 would be a push. I said 24 21 on my tech podcast. The Hokies win. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, could it could it be 17 14? Could it be 31 28? Yep. Like, yeah. Um, I don't want any part of this as a as a better. Yep. I, I don't want any part of this one. Yep. So Syracuse to the both of us and. Uh, Nothing on the total. Nothing on the this. total. Nothing on the total. I do think the Hokies win the game, but give me give me Syracuse in the points. Yep. Mike, do you need something to wear to this game? I well, I know you're setting me up for a little home field apparel, read Joey, but I'm going to be at our good friend Colin's bachelor party. But not bachelor hey, party. Colin. I'm sorry. Uh rehearsal dinner. We're we're going that that'd be news that'd be news to his wife if we were doing small a but important party. difference between a bachelor party and a rehearsal dinner, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see how the night goes. If they are going to the game and they need something to wear. Homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code GOECC at checkout. Fifteen percent off your first order. They got awesome Virginia Tech stuff at Homefield. Uh, that, that's like that. right. Uh yeah, the horse on the treadmill. Yeah. Uh that's the one. Several other vintage uh, designs. Virginia Tech is one of several ACC schools. In fact, all the ACC, school, ACC schools, with the exception of Stanford, are part of Homefield's collection. Uh, very comfortable clothing. We own Homefield Apparel, you and I. Uh, mm-hmm. High marks for both of us. And that's not just because they sponsor our podcast. We were customers before they were sponsors. Use promo code GOACC at checkout for 15% off your first order with Homefield. And... If you're going to the game, need tickets to the game? VividSeats.com. Mm-hmm. Really important. Use the link in this video. Use the link posted to our Twitter account. Use the link in the show notes wherever you listen to your podcast. Click on that link. Use the promo code BCPOD20 at checkout. You get $20 off your first order, $200 or more. If you're going to a college football game this fall and the game is even even has a chance to be competitive, you're going to be spending more than $200 on tickets. It's just the way it is in 2023. So you may as well just get $20 off your first order. Use promo code BCPOD20 at checkout. Do that. Might as well get some money off. If you're going to be going to one of these games, spending big bucks on some tickets. Might as well. May as well. That's right. Mike, seven games on Saturday. Let's start with the noon slate on ABC as the number four Florida State Seminoles on the road in Winston-Salem taking on the Wake Forest Steeman Deeks. Mm-hmm. Florida State, a 21-and-a-half-point road favorite. Total Man. is 51. Man. As much as I would, I would love to take Wake as a home dog here. Dude. But I don't know no. I want to get in the way of that train. No. This is like a sleepy noon spot. Florida State coming off of a big win against Duke where, you know, I thought the Seminoles came out and took Duke seriously. Mentioned that on the recap. I thought Florida State played very well in that game. This is a game where it's easy to roll the helmets out and not really worry about Wake Forest. Here's the thing, though. Like, even if Florida State rolls the helmets out and doesn't play all that great, 
who is playing quarterback for Wake here? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, is this is this another Santino Marucci game? Yeah, is this our our favorite Italian? Is he under center <laughs> again? Is it Michael Kern? Is it Mitch Griffiths? I don't know, man. I feel like Wake kind of lucked out. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter is another excellent point. Give me Florida State, man. I can't. Wake Forest has a bunch of quarterback issues. Their offense has been really, really bad. And this is a Florida State team that I think is just more talented across the board. And I think even if Florida State doesn't play all that well, I still think they can get to that number and cover. Yeah, this is this is a bigger question to me of like, is Florida State engaged in this game? Yeah. Do the how, how much of it are they checked in for versus you know do they check out in the second quarter and just sort of coast to the end? Uh, I'm with you. Give me Florida State. I'm going to lay the 21 and a half there. I, I think they can they can put on a show without much of an issue. I I don't think Wake Forest has the dudes on defense. You know, at least in in the past few years, you know, they've often had, you know, at least one guy who's a really good pass rusher or, you know, someone who can kind of disrupt what the offense is doing. I don't think they got that guy this year. um, Yeah. You know, for the most part. So, yeah, it's a lot of points, but I'm going to take four. Well, I think Joey closed his browser like he did the other night. Uh, He's had a lot of points, but he's going to take Florida State. As far as the totals concerned, uh, I think I'm going to go under 51 here because I don't think Florida State's going to be all that engaged. Did you close the browser window again? No, I hit back on the browser window again. Okay, that's fine. Magic mouse from Apple. I finished your uh, sentence for you and said that it's a lot of points, but you're just going to hold your nose and lamb. Yep. I was getting into the total, and this is an under game for me, Joey, because Hmm. I am going to bank on Florida State really not being all that engaged here. And I know for a fact that Wake Forest is not going to score a lot of points. So I think if you had to go one way or another, I think this is an under game. I don't think Florida State is going to just go out. Maybe they prove me completely wrong and Florida State looks engaged and they hang 51 themselves. But I would be surprised. I think this is going to be like 42 to 7 or something. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I would lean under here. I I think you're you're probably smarter than I am here. I, I'm going to take the over. And, okay. And it's going to be the idea that I think Florida State, with, with the state of Wake Forest defense, I think Florida State might be able to get to about 40-plus points, even if they're not fully checked in for most of this game. Um, I, I could see something like 42 to 17 or something like this. I, I think this can get over this total um, within – uh, with a little bit of confidence, yeah, not highly. I'm definitely not locking anything up here because, yeah, all this is just a little bit too much to uh, to really bank on. I would say, yeah, yeah, yep. We've been burned before, laying huge numbers. So, yep, sure have many, many a time. If you've been listening to this podcast for mm-hmm. any amount of time, yep. Florida State for the both of us. I've got the over. You've got the under. Anything else here, Mike? You ready to move on? Let's do it. Move on. We're good. Also at noon on the <laughs> ACC network, <laughs> the uh, the Huskies of Connecticut and one Jim Mora Jr. on the road in Chestnut Hill taking on the Boston College Eagles, Mike. Boston College, a 14-point home favorite, coming off a win over my Yellow Jackets. Total is 51 and a half. Uh, Mike, you said you were feeling pretty confident in this game? Yeah, I'm locking up UConn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you are? You're locking up the Huskies? Yeah, I'm locking up UConn. Stop. Stop it. Oh, you told me you had something teed up for me. (laughs) What was that even from? I forget if that was last year or the year before, but I don't remember. Was it it like a Syracuse game or was it Boston College? I don't know what it was. (laughs) God. Adam Parker enjoyed that one. Oh, man. Well, is UConn a tougher test for Boston College than Georgia Tech was last week? <laughs> just kidding, Joe. You... <laughs> just, just kidding. All right. I earned that with the sound effect. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Uh, I mean, I would have made that joke. I would have made that joke anyway, as you know. Give me, give me BC here. Uh, I just... 
Thomas Castellanos just going to be a little too much. I think UConn's reeling, having serious offensive issues, mm-hmm. lost a couple of really key skill position players early in the year. This is this is tough. It's been tough sledding for UConn. Uh, banged up at quarterback, banged up at receiver. Not good. <laughs> I mean, this is not good for for UConn. Yeah. I actually, I'm I'm not totally sure why BC is only favored by 14. That's the only thing I will mention. Uh, as bad as Boston College, well, I, Boston College has been playing better lately. But as as mediocre as they've been this year, you think they would be favored by a little bit more than 14, given how UConn has looked. So that's the only thing that gives me a little pause here. But would not shock me uh, if if UConn hung around for a little while here, but I do think BC pulls away. They're a much better team. I have no interest in the total. Yeah, I don't think I do either. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I'll lay in with Boston College. I, You know, th- there are some out there that would say that uh, BC stands for booty cheeks, but uh, they, ain't the bo- they ain't the booty cheeks in this game, Mike. They are, uh, I-, I think Boston College is standing tall. And uh, yeah. I think UConn, yeah, been a, been a, you know, we, we saw UConn week one against NC State, and that was the game that was, you know, a little bit tougher for the Wolfpack than we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, thought UConn was maybe a little bit better than we thought they would be. But as you mentioned, I mean, they've had some some key injuries since then. This is not the same team. Uh, I, I think Boston College should be able to win this pretty comfortably and, and kind of continue building some momentum. Mike, blind, blind guess, blind guess, UConn. More or less than a 14-point dog against the team that they play next week? Blind guess. Because I have no idea who they play next week. Uh, I'll say more. You're probably right. It's Tennessee in Knoxville. Oh, God. (laughs) Definitely more. Mm -hmm. Joe Milton might try to have, like, a Heisman moment or something. (laughs) Throw for, like, 800 yards. And the week after that... They're in Harrisonburg, taking on James Madison and the Dukes. Speaking of another blowout loss. Mm-hmm. So have fun, Jim Mora. Uh, yeah, Boston College here. Liam, I, again, 51 and a half. I can leave that alone. If anything, I might go under and think that this could be like 42 to nothing Boston College. Like, just yeah, basically shut them out. And at what point does Boston College call off the dogs a little bit? Um, yeah, great. I, I would not be betting the over here. Would not. No, I'm just going to stay away from that. Uh, yep. Boston College might stand for booty cheeks. The UConn players might be going to look for some after this game. Try <laughs> get the morale up a little bit. That's right. That's right. Uh, our friend Harry Balls. Uh, <laughs> Harry Balls. What you, UConn has quit on the season. BC Is that British? Is that British? I was going to go like Swedish or something yeah. like that. I don't know what they do about grooming over there, but anyways, you're you're merely a muggle, Harry. <laughs> oh. All right, uh, Mike. <laughs> All right, BC, and that's it for us on that game. Let's move on, Mike, to two o'clock on the CW. Dabo doesn't know where where the CW is, by the way. Per his press conference, he said, "I don't even know where to find that on our TV." And you know what, Dabo and I are very relatable. I. <laughs> Just, I, I'm waiting for something about Dabo to surprise me these days. Like, just nothing nothing comes as a shock. Mike Clemson's on the road in Raleigh, taking on the NC State Wolfpack. Clemson's yeah. a 10-point road favorite. Over-under is 44. Uh, our, our guy Lee Nobody, by the way, on Twitter, mm-hmm. sent us a couple stats this week. I wa- what was it that he was saying about... Uh, it was like, we've played seven games on the CW so far. Underdogs are... I think seven and zero straight up, or seven seven and zero against the line, and like five and two straight up, or something like that. Like, it's something obscene. It's hold on, I'll find it here. I'm very well prepared. Who who was it in the chat? Maybe somebody, Adam. Maybe you'll remember. Uh, maybe you'll remember. Somebody was like, "Let's keep Florida State off the CW during the live <laughs> recap the other night." Yeah, I don't remember who that was. To protect them. Yeah, I don't think Adam's the one who said it, but I know Adam was in the chat. So somebody was like, "Yeah, Florida, <laughs> let's keep Florida State off the CW." And we were like, "Yeah, sure." Uh, That's right. Underdogs seven and zero against the spread, five of seven winning outright on the CW so far this year. That would be that would be quite the uh, man. 
<laughs> if NC State wins this game outright, Clemson is barely going to make a bowl game. In fact, I mean... in fact, Clemson still has <laughs> Clemson loses this game. They still have Notre Dame, North Carolina, and South Carolina on the schedule. South Carolina is not very good, but if Clemson loses this game, I think we can deduce that they're not very good either. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh. Like I and we don't think Clemson's very good anyway, but I, I'm they're better than South Carolina, we think. But if they lose this game, maybe not. Give me NC State and the points. I feel listen. And definitely give me the under, by the way. 44. I think this is a rock fight game. Mm-hmm. I, I think this I think Clemson wins this like 17 to 9 or yeah. something like that. And yeah. This is NC State covers and we hit the under. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, NC State's defense has been pretty good this year in spite of its offense, and this is one of those games where Clemson's going to have to move the ball a little bit, I feel like, to cover 10. I also feel like this line's a trap, though, right? Because coming off of Clemson's performance last weekend and how the offense has looked really over the last three or four weeks, it's like, man, Clemson laying more than a touchdown, why would we ever do that? And then I take a step back and I think about it a little bit more. And I think that NC State might have some issues in this game with some turnovers. <laughs> MJ Morris has been turning the ball over a ton. And NC State's offense, like even when they haven't turned the ball over, they just haven't looked very good. And mm-hmm. Clemson's defense has looked the part. Granted, like Miami moved the ball late in that game last weekend, obviously won the game in double overtime with a backup quarterback. That's not a great look for the Clemson defense, but I thought the Clemson defense played pretty well for the entirety of the game. Clemson's offense just could not stay on the field. I think it was kind of a fatigue thing late late there in that game. Mm-hmm. I am on Clemson here. I actually disagree with you because I just think that NC State is really, really going to have a hard time moving the ball here. And Clemson... They will. I agree with you. Yeah, they will. I I just think that even if Clemson, like we're talking rock fight, which I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm on the under here. I'm, I'm going to take the under 44. Even if Clemson has trouble moving the ball here, they can cover 10. Like would would 20 to 10 surprise you? Would 20 to seven surprise you? No. 23-7 23-7 were like 19 to 7. No. I think that's all in play. I, I yeah, g- give me Clemson here covering the 10 and this is more about NC State's offense than Clemson just like figuring things out. I don't think Clemson's it would kind of surprise me if Clemson just laid it on him here mm-hmm. with the way they've looked recently. I don't think yeah. it's like a get right game or anything like that, but I, I do think Clemson will Cover here. I'm concerned about MJ Morris. Quite honestly, I'm I'm concerned about him and his ability to take care of the football. And of course, that's why I said last weekend with Van Dyke, and they didn't play. But Morris is going to play here. So Wolfpack coming off a bye, playing at home. Carter mm-hmm. Finley. I could see Clemson kind of uh, puckering up a little bit. Like, don't mess this up. Um. By the way, Clemson's turnover margin on the year is minus one. Yeah. And and part of that is that in most of these games, they're not really they're not really creating turnovers Mm-mm. as much as they are you know willing to give it up. And if it really there's just one game here, the Florida Atlantic game, they were plus three. They mm-hmm. gained four turnovers, they turned it over once. If you throw that game out, they're minus four. And they've yeah. only gained eight turnovers in the other what seven games or six games that they played. Yeah. Like so that, that's some of what I'm concerned about is that, you know, this, I think this NC State defense has shown us that regardless of whether their offense is moving the ball or not, they're going to show up and going to keep playing and, and keep working. And, and I think they're going to make Clemson work for it all day long, um, even if their offense isn't able to move the ball and sustain drives at all. So it's I, – I would honestly be surprised. I mean, Clemson's had a turnover that they've lost in every single game so far, mm-hmm. and in four out of seven they've lost multiple. Mm-hmm. so i it's something like that can easily set up nc state with a short field and you know set them up for a field goal or something well that, that's the thing too 
like Clemson's red zone offense lately has been kind of ass. Booty cheeks. So that's another thing too. So like NC State, yeah, booty cheeks. NC State sets up Clemson with a short field. There's no guarantee Clemson's going to capitalize. Yeah. So definitely not. Yeah, I mean Carter Finley's a tough place to play. Is it a tough place to play at two o'clock on Saturday on the CW? Yeah. Yeah, we think. Yeah. I, I, I mean. Maybe not as bad as like six o'clock on the CW when, you know, is there a correlation between if there's a live golf tournament on Look, and whether or not Carter Finley's a tough place to play? You just got to know, like it, it is tougher to play these games on the CW when you are up against home improvement coming on and, and you might not get the post-game interview in play. Like, By the stuff. way, thank you for reminding me of bad television because uh, during the NLCS last night, game seven, <laughs> there was an ad that ran for unc uva on the cw which of course happened last saturday so yeah. go acc to that the, the replay i guess or you know whatever i don't know right yeah they were publicizing that like it was live and get to be played so that's something mm-hmm. hari balls nc nc state wins outright they shut clemson <laughs> down and and by the way i our guy adam let me know that there is actually a new show coming up on the cw this fall and uh, I, I'm glad that he did his research and came up with it. It is it's called Ref Boy Island. Oh, okay, uh, that's that's good. The sequel, <laughs> the sequel to F Boy Island. Yeah, it's it's a very uh, specific niche that they're targeting with that show. But uh, yeah, in any case, that's... oddly specific. <laughs> well done to Adam with the yeah. uh, Ref Boy Island. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, very good. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. I think we're caught up here, Mike. So I've got NC state. You've got Clemson here. Uh, I think we both think Clemson wins. It's just a matter of what's the margin. Yeah. And we're both on the under. We feel pretty good about the, the under there. Yes. Fair enough. All right, let's move on, Mike. As we get into the afternoon slate and the evening slate, these previews brought to you by section 103.com, the internet's premier place for all things. Wonderful, wonderful Georgia tech apparel. Uh, they have T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, something for men, women, children, something for the whole family. Uh, they have jerseys supporting uh, quarterbacks Haynes King and Zach Pyron, uh, one for running back Dante Smith. Uh, they've got the coach hoodie. That that hoodie is so nice as the weather gets a little bit cooler here. You can keep repping Georgia Tech and stay warm and stay super comfortable. Highly, highly recommended. Use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order. I love mine. You will love yours. Uh, I was wearing mine earlier, but once again, my uh, my one-year-old at mealtime decided it was uh, a really good time to test and see exactly how soft and how comfortable these uh, these shirts were. And it was confirmed, but, you know, it came with a side of like barbecue sauce or whatever it was. So uh, not wearing it at the moment. Uh, but once again, use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order at section103.com for all sorts of wonderful, fantastic Georgia Tech apparel uh, all the official word marks, the official tech gold, all that good stuff. Go find it all there. Shout out to Steven and the gang. Appreciate their partnership. Yep. Mike, at 3.30, we'll start on NBC when the Pitt Panthers are on the road in South Bend, taking on the number 14 Notre Dame fighting Irish. The Irish, a 20 and a half point favorite. Total is 44 and a half. Uh, gosh, I hate this number. Like, yeah me too what do we do here i don't know so this is going to really just depend on if pittsburgh scores at all i've decided i because pittsburgh is 45th in the country in rushing defense they have a pretty good rush defense and notre dame really all they can do is run it like they have not had a consistent passing game. Sam Hartman has been good this year, but they just haven't had the weapons on the outside for him. Mm-hmm. They have been a little banged up at tight end. I think they're going to be healthier coming out of the bye. So I, I do think that there's potential here for the Notre Dame passing game to maybe get right. Having some of their weapons back and Hart again, Hartman's been good. I think Pitt's going to be competitive against the Notre Dame rushing attack. So I think with that in mind, uh, this game is really going to hinge on whether or not Pittsburgh scores at all. I'm not too confident they're going to. Uh, That's why I'm just going to pick Notre Dame (laughs) to cover. It's a gigantic number, but I'm going to take the Irish. It's a lot of points. 
I'm going to take the Irish to cover here, though. I just don't think Pittsburgh offensively has the juice. Another one of those games where I just have concerns about Pittsburgh over the course of four quarters, finding a way to punch it in the end zone enough times to cover this number. Would be very, very surprised if this game was competitive. I think Notre Dame could crockpot this thing to death. <laughs> it could be a nice little slow burn. And then before you know it, it's like 31 to 13 or something. And we are going under the total. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Notre Dame's covering the spread. And Notre Dame really looked like the dominant team throughout, but didn't really Maserati their way to a easy win. I could definitely see it playing out that way. So give me the Irish minus 20 and a half. And I'm just going to take the under because I don't think Pitt's going to score a lot. And I don't think Notre Dame's going to score enough. So that's where I'm at here. Is there any sort of look ahead factor here with Notre Dame heading to Death Valley to play Clemson next weekend? Clemson is like the fourth or fifth best team on Notre Dame's schedule. (laughs) Yeah. Outside of name brand recognition, no. I I think that game is going to be competitive. Like, we'll talk about it. I think it'll be competitive because it's another situation where Clemson, I think, is going to be competitive against Notre Dame's rushing attack. But I don't think Clemson's scoring on Notre Dame. So, yeah, that's, that's kind that's of where true. we're at again. Yeah. Um, This feels like... This is the spot I feel like where Pittsburgh all, all just like tends to randomly show up where I'm like, oh, they're going to get boat raced by Notre Dame. And then you look up and it's like three minutes left in the first quarter and pits up like 10 to nothing or, or something like that. And you're like, hold on, what is happening? You know, what is going on in South Bend? Yeah. So it's I am nervous trusting Notre Dame with a number this large. Mm hmm. I think that the thing that would make the difference for me is in recent years, if 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 this pit defense were what it has been in recent years, I would be on the Panthers here. Um, yeah, but it is not. It is it, it is something less than it has been. It is uh, they they don't get after the quarterback nearly as well. They don't cause nearly as much havoc in the passing game. Uh, they they don't stonewall the run in the way that we have seen in recent years. So at that point, like, do I think Notre Dame can get a little bit of traction on offense? And, and do I think that Pitt's going to be able to move the ball at all on Notre Dame's defense? Probably not. So I think I'm laying them with Notre Dame. I think I'm with you. Yeah. But it is a lot of points. I don't feel great about it with, with no. you know, my own personal money or anything like that. No. Um, I think under here. Yeah. Total 44 and a half. That is not a high number, but again, I think Notre Dame can keep Pitt off the board for the most. I think they can, of, of course, until about three minutes left in the first quarter when, yeah, Pitt's up 10 to nothing or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Some big numbers this week. Mm hmm. Are you, are, are you making a play on the total or just leaving it alone? I'll go under 44 and a half. Okay, Notre Dame in the under for the both of us? Notre Dame in the under. That works. Anything else here? You ready to move on? Ready to move on. Let's move over to ESPN at Efficient, Joey. We're being efficient tonight. Right. We have golf tomorrow morning. We're being we, efficient. We both have golf, so we got to go play tomorrow I got, I got an hour. I got an hour and 15-minute drive tomorrow morning, too. So oh, we're moving, baby. We're moving. Yeah, I got, I got a little bit of a drive, too. So, yeah. you know. In any case, number 20, Duke on the road in Louisville, taking on the number 18, Cardinals. Uh, Louisville, a four-point home favorite. Total is 46-and-a-half. Once again, this game on ESPN. Uh, Mike, Louisville coming off a bye game. I don't mm-hmm. know. Or a bye week. Sorry, bye, bye game. A bye a week. Bye game. They just played like Murray State. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bye week. Um, do you think there's a body blow effect for Duke here? Coming yeah. off that Florida State game? Yeah, we're laying it with Louisville here. Lock it up. Yeah, I think so. Hold on. I'm no producer Scott, so this is, is going to take be, us. Is this a, a double? Is this a double barrel situation? Are you going to just join me, or I'm not trying to peer pressure? Yeah, I'm locking you. up UConn. Oh, sorry, sorry, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, whoops, whoops, whoops. Not that one. Where did it go? Where is it, Scott? Are we going to have a lock war? They're locking up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. Just get nervous. I, I I get nervous like locking up a team playing against Duke. Yeah, 
a, a competent, good Duke team, and I don't even even on the road, even in a body blow situation, Louisville coming off a bye week, like all of it sets up really well, right? Yeah, maybe a little too well. Mm-hmm. A four point spread. Like, what am I missing here? Is Riley Leonard playing? Do they need Riley Leonard? Yeah, Harry Harry's Harry's balls asked a really important question. <laughs> is is Riley? Is that is that how we pronounce it? I was going Harry, but yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, and I went plural <laughs> with with or possessive, I guess, is why I did. Um, interesting. Is Riley Leonard playing? And I'll tell you what. I don't think it matters, and here's why. A big part of Riley Leonard's game is using his legs. You and I watched that Florida State game last weekend, Joey. Leonard's a shell of himself. He rushed back a little bit from that high ankle sprain. At least it looked that way. And he may have re-aggravated it or something. I mean, he didn't return to the game, right? I mean, he gets hurt in the second half and third quarter, leaves the game, doesn't return. I don't know if he made it any worse. If he, he was did, trying to plead his case to come back into the game. Right. So, like, I don't know if he made any worse. I think they'll roll him out there again, maybe. If they don't, that wouldn't surprise me either. But a big part of Leonard's game is using his legs, and I just don't think he's going to be able to do that. That ankle is clearly not 100%. Yeah. But, like, the next best thing is Henry Boleyn, and he can't throw. So they won't let him throw. That says more about a trust thing, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as he came into the game, they basically packed up shop and said, we're not even going to try to throw anymore. That tells you everything you need to know. Man, I don't see it with Duke because Louisville's defense has been really feisty competitive. I just don't think that Louisville's going, or I don't think that Duke's going to be able to move the ball on the Louisville defense, right? The passing game did not look particularly good last week either. Mm-hmm. Uh, against Florida State, right, when Riley Leonard was in the game. So if Leonard doesn't play, they're definitely not throwing it well. Even with Leonard in the game, I'm not sure how well they're going to throw it here. And a big part of what makes Duke's offense tick is the running ability of their quarterback. And if you don't have that, you kind of run into a situation Virginia Tech was in with Grant Wells in Week 2 against Purdue. You know, you don't have to respect the run or, I guess, respect the pass or really respect their running game, right? The offense is a lot simpler to defend if the quarterback isn't mobile. You're going to drop eight, and you're going to rush three, or you'll drop seven and rush four, and you're not really worried about getting burned in the running game with the quarterback, and you're not really concerned about him beating him through the air because you just dropped a million guys in coverage. This is going to make it tough, I think, for Duke to move the ball. So, I don't know. Jawar Jordan may not play. Jack Plummer is not the man. I agree on Jack Plummer. He is a Jag. We've established that. Jag Plummer. Jag Plummer. Oh. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. That's, that's the one music. piece of this. And I, I think that's a, a insightful point by Harry Balls is what the, the, the like. That's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> um. Thinking about Jag Plummer going up against this Duke defense and, and especially this Duke defensive coaching staff, I, I like Jeff Brom as an offensive coach, as a quarterback's coach. His brother Brian, you know, does a great job for them on that staff as well. But can Mike Elko and that Duke defensive staff make him see ghosts? That's, that's the other thing that I am nervous about is like create a couple of turnovers that way, short fields, keep it close, or even win the game. Yeah. I have to think it's on the table, but like, I, I also agree with what, what you're saying is like Riley Leonard is not special because of his arm alone. Right. Riley Leonard is special, you know, partially because of his arm, but also partially because of his mobility. You know, he's um, I, I don't know what the comparison is. Maybe it's like a Desmond Ritter or someone like that is, you know, someone who's a reasonably good passer, mm-hmm. but also pretty reasonably mobile and, and can, you know, can get you in the run game. Uh, so it's like, if, if, Again, if if right now we're seeing that he's not as mobile, then what? You know, is is yeah. if he just has to stand back there in the pocket and he only had one rushing attempt against uh, Florida State last week. 
like if he's not healthy enough to be a weapon in the run game, then it's like, I don't know. So I, yeah, I'm going to take Louisville. I might come back and lock it up. I'm being like really, really wishy-washy and non-committal in my locks this year. Yeah, but you, you have been. Um, you have been. Just a, a lot of these that just, I don't know. It's like a lot of questions in my mind and I'm really just uh, learning not to trust anyone in this league basically at this I, point. I mean, one thing I want to point out is that if Jack Plummer plays like a Jack and Jawar Jordan doesn't play and Isaac Garendo is getting a bulk of the carries in the backfield, I think he's also a Jag. I think we're going to have a Jag off in the backfield pointed out by <laughs> Harry Balls. So Harry Balls pointing out the Jag off is would be a very interesting and very interesting development in in our live show history. So I just want to point that out. This is what happens when Scott's not here. Everything just goes completely off the rails. And uh... that was a layup. I, I, you know, you give me, you give me the mural. You get, you give me like the easel, right? And you give me some paint, and DaVinci. the magic happens. The magic. This is where the magic happens. <laughs> Totals forty six and a half. Pass. No thanks. Pass. Hard pass. I'm pass. Good. All right, Louisville for the both of us. Mike has it locked up. I might come back and do something about that later. Okay. Let's keep moving here. I don't know if you saw that from uh, our friend there. I, I'm just going to leave that alone. <laughs> uh, also 3.30. This is on the ACC Network. The Virginia Cavaliers on the road in South Beach, Coral Gables, you know, wherever that is. Uh, take it on the Miami Hurricanes. Miami's a 19-point home favorite. Total is 46 and a half. Uh, what's the implied score here? I need to work on that here in a second. That's uh, I've been doing math all day. I don't know if I can take that a step further for it. Yeah, I don't have anything there. Um, Mike, I saw you uh, threatening Cam with a good time on Twitter earlier. Um, are we uh, are we rolling with the Who's outright here? God no, Miami. We're locking this up too. Oh, hello. And uh, it sounds like you this. You better lock it up. There you go. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Interesting because I said, you know, there are a bunch of big spreads and usually outland with big spreads. And it's interesting that the one spread I picked that is a gigantic, nearly a three score spread team I'm betting on to cover it is Miami. Uh, look, there's one way to look at this, right? You could say that, you know, it's a letdown spot for the Hurricanes after a huge win last weekend. You know, that, that would be one way to look at it, right? Certainly. You can look at the fact that Virginia is coming off of a gigantic win against North Carolina, and can you catch lightning in a bottle twice? No. <laughs> like, talk I about a letdown game. Yeah, talk about a letdown game. Uh, I, you know, Miami still has a couple weeks here uh, before they play Florida State, so it's not like they're playing Florida State next week. That would make me a lot less confident in this pick. But the bottom line for me is, Miami has played some pretty good football this year, right? The Georgia Tech game was what it was. Uh, they showed a lot of resiliency with the backup quarterback last week uh, to, you know, kind of make that fourth quarter come back and then play as well as they did in overtime. I think that they ran into a buzzsaw offense in North Carolina, ironically, two weeks ago with the team that UVA just beat. Uh, and I don't think you look at this and, it's really an indictment on Miami to lose to North Carolina, right? And I still think North Carolina is a good team. I think they just didn't take Virginia seriously last weekend. I think it's easy for Miami, right? Because they're coming off at the Clemson win, but then they're looking at UVA and like, okay, maybe ordinarily we wouldn't take this game seriously, but they just showed that if you just roll the helmets out, you know, they could be pesky enough if they don't make too many mistakes where they could give you a whole lot of trouble. Uh, I think Miami's defense is going to be as competitive uh, or it will be more competitive than North Carolina was against Virginia's offense last week. Miami, I think it boasts a better defense in North Carolina, a more consistent one anyway. I like Miami's defense here. Um, and quite honestly, I like Miami's offense. They've been playing pretty well all year, whether it's Tyler Van Dyke or not. Um, I think it is going to be Van Dyke. It's, uh, it's Van Dyke's playing in this game. Yeah. So he went from totally unavailable last week to quote good to go this week. Yeah, Cristobal said it was 
Cristobal said it was fine. He's he's fine. So seems like just a one week thing. I yeah, I like Miami here. I think it's a good spot for them defensively against Virginia. I don't think Virginia's offense will play as well as it did a week ago. I think that was its best performance all year, and I don't think it's repeatable because <laughs> they just haven't been doing it. So yeah, g- give me give me Miami big here. Adam says thirty three to fourteen, the implied score. And when you put it that way, I mean, yeah, it kind of makes sense, honestly. Yeah. Like 35 14, something like that is a reasonable finish here. Um, yeah, I'm I'll go with it. I guess I'll, I'll lay in with Miami. Yeah. I, okay. Sorry. This okay. thing's all way in better. It's fine. Yeah, this is bad. Yeah. Um, I think I'm just going to lay in with Miami. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, maybe last week was just kind of a blip and a, a flash in the pan for Virginia. It's, it's not like a sustainable, repeatable thing. I would like to think that coming off the, the Clemson win that Miami will come in motivated, like something to prove, keep, keep building momentum, keep rolling along those lines. I mean, who knows? It's Miami. They could also come in and roll their helmets out there at any given week. And you know, that, that, that can also happen as well. So I don't feel, I don't feel the best about it. I don't love you know, given this many points, but um, yeah, let's land with Miami. And I think they win this game pretty big 46 and a half kind of leaning over. I'm not going to make that yeah. an official pick, but over if anything, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm leaning over too, but I not that definitely not confident enough to, to bet it. Yep. Yep. All right, Miami for the both of us. No pick on the total. You've got Miami locked up to cover 19. Final game of the evening, Mike. 8 o'clock on the ACC Network. The number 17 North Carolina Tar Heels on the road in Atlanta. Taking on my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. North Carolina, a an 11.5 point road favorite here. Total is 63.5. Uh, biggest total on the board this weekend. And it's not close, I don't think. Uh, Mike, I mentioned before we came on and started recording that I had a, a couple stats here for you uh, regarding this game. I'm going to assume that I'm getting them all, all right here. But, uh, Mike, Georgia Tech has played six FBS games this year. Underdogs are 5-1 and one against the spread in those games and have won four in a row. Does that, does that color how you feel about this game at all? <laughs> we're taking points with Georgia Tech when they're an underdog. We're laying them with – or we're, uh, we're, we're taking points with whoever they play if Georgia Tech – just take the underdog in Georgia Tech games. This is, t- this is tough because we just had an entire conversation where we thought that Virginia and Miami, you know, that whole thing. We thought that Virginia's win over Carolina was a blip on the radar. I come to this game and I'm like, yeah, I think Carolina's lost to Virginia was a blip on the radar. And then weird stuff just seems to happen in Atlanta when Carolina goes to play there. Yeah, this is a little bit of a house of horrors situation situation for the Tar Heels. Carolina's so much better. 10 out of 12 in Atlanta, I think. Carolina is so much better, but I can't argue with science. (laughs) Just science. And Georgia Tech's tech school. So, you know. Yeah. True. I mean, you know, can't argue with that. Yeah, I don't really have football reasons to pick Georgia Tech here. I I simply don't. I Defense sucks. Haynes King is a turnover machine. Mm-hmm. I think Carolina's defense is not as bad as it showed last week. You know, I think in totality this year, the, my, the um, North Carolina defense has really improved. Yeah, that was their worst performance of the year, and it's not close. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, is that going to turn into a repeatable thing down the stretch where the defense all of a sudden just kind of falls back to earth? You know, maybe, but I'm not going to bet on it on a one-game sample size, right, just based off of the body of work this year. So it's a mediocre defense at worst for Carolina. I think they've been pretty good most of the year, really bad week last week. Offensively, they've been really good. I, I No football reasons to pick Georgia Tech here, none. I am picking Georgia Tech to cover 11 and a half. Absolutely. I, I can't lock it up because there are no football reasons to it. But yeah, give me Georgia Tech plus the 11 and a half here. Yeah, 
I mean, I agree, right? Like there's a pattern here and it's, I mean, first of all, again, tech has one lost alternating every week this year. I mean, it's, (laughs) it's a Jekyll and Hyde team that, you know, one team shows up one week and a different team shows up the other week. Like it's, and we saw the bad team show up last week. And now this week they've got a night game at home against a, a ranked opponent. And yeah, I mean, they, they lost by two scores to Boston college. Why wouldn't they beat North Carolina this weekend? Like that's, that that's exactly what this team is. So uh, I'm, I'm not actually predicting a Georgia tech win here, but I do think that they can cover 11 and a half. I think maybe it's like a 10 point game, something like yeah. that. Um, I, I think they can keep it inside this number. Um, the thing I'm really looking to see here is the defense in particular. I mean, they, they had a, I, I thought that they had a, a pretty good step forward against Miami there prior to the bye week after the Andrew Thacker demotion. Um, I, I thought the performance in South Florida was very, very good. thought coming back from the bye, the performance against Boston college was awful. Yeah. Um, like really pretty bad, especially in the fourth quarter, really in particular, they, they honestly weren't too bad through the first three quarters, but everything completely cratered uh, in, in that final quarter. And so, it's just a question to me of like, yeah, like, can they, uh, can they repeat that performance from Miami and avoid the one that we had last week? And, you know, can they, uh, can they make adjustments? Can they, I, I don't know. guess we'll see. Um, yeah. Haynes, Haynes King's been a turnover machine. Like we said, seven, seven interceptions, I think in the last three weeks, uh, or the last three games he's played. That's not ideal. Um, I think Eric Singleton Jr. At least there were a couple of receivers that Georgia Tech was down last weekend uh, for either injury or illness, basically. That hopefully you get one or more of those guys back this week, but we'll see. Um, Mike, I don't know if you've noticed that I think our guy Adam has a new award for you to to hand out. Yeah, the, damn uh, good, that, Connor Stallion Steal of the Week. Good. Yeah, very good. Uh, <laughs> it's excellent. Uh, they're a candidate. Yeah, I think so. They're a candidate. Them in Virginia, too, by the way. Uh, Virginia could get the steal of the week against Miami, just, you know, in case Cam's still listening. But yeah. I, for Yeah, for what it's worth, I mean, run like you stole something, as I say. Yeah. yeah. Adam mentions, this either ends with a Georgia Tech win or Zach Pyron is your quarterback next week. I don't, I, I mean. Sounds good. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't kill me, you know, if, if we're going to continue turning the ball over two and three times uh, every week with the, uh, with number five or, you know, number 10, then it wouldn't kill me to see number five for a couple drives. Yeah. We're going to, th- this is going to be like a backdoor cover on my Haynes King take from the beginning of the year. Yep. Yep. It's going to take until November, but we're going to get there. Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened in the flight back from Wake Forest, but Haynes King has not been the same quarterback the last three, three games that he was the first four games of this year. No. And that has caused some issues for, you know, really for uh, all three of those games. Yeah, even though one of them was a win. But uh, yeah, give me Georgia Tech and the points. Um, I think they keep it close. I, I, I Non-zero chance that they win the game. Like, yeah. no, I, I would not be stunned. Nope. Like, nope, Jeff, Collins teams, Jeff Collins teams were like a mess and embarrassing. But I think twice they beat North Carolina, you know, like pretty decent North Carolina teams at that. Uh, they beat Drake May last year. They beat Sam Howell one year. Like, it can be done. Yeah, no, nothing involving North Carolina in the Mac Brown era at this point will ever shock me. Yeah, yep. Subsequently, nothing Georgia Tech does really shocks me now either. So they they win games, they win games they shouldn't, they lose games by multiple scores to really bad teams that makes Joey crazy and makes me confused, but not surprised. Confused, but not surprised. Total 63 and a half. I would just leave that alone. Like this game could go 15 points under or over that total and nothing would surprise me again. I mean, like, certainly, certainly lean over, I think, just because Georgia Tech's defense has been bad all year and Carolina's defense has shown that it can give up some points still. So, I mean, I think you lean under or I'm sorry, lean over. I also just don't know if Georgia Tech's going to be willing to score a lot of points, right? Like if Haynes mm-hmm. King delivers another multiple turnover performance, then you know, this game gets out of hand. Maybe you put Pyron in this game, right? Maybe. Yep. I don't it's know. Possible. I'd lean over, but I'm not betting it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I If I had, if like gun to my head, if I had to pick something, probably go with the over. Yeah. Don't feel good about it. Yeah. All right. Georgia Tech for the both of us. No play on the total. 
Mike, that's all we've got for this week. Uh, there is no Bowling Green game, so that's that. Good. It's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. Need a week off. Let Bowling Green cool off. They're on a heater right now. I don't know if you noticed that at all. I mean, Scott Leffler is going to land himself another contract extension. I think what's going to happen. Death, taxes, Scott Leffler failing upwards. is. It's not failing this year, but like. The overall tenure has been pretty bad. I don't know how he still has a job. Honestly. He's not going to, you know, can't lose your job by making bowl games at Bowling Green. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's good job security. Mike, should I lock up Louisville minus four or Pitt Notre Dame under 44 and a half? <laughs> so gross. The total play would be that is a disgusting pick if you do the the total on Notre Dame Pitt. Yeah, that that's a gross that is a gross play. You should just. Uh, do you have the sicko sound? Uh, I don't care. I'm a sicko. Yeah, we got to get one of those for you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I just speak it into this microphone right here. That I guess somebody can capture it at that point. I don't care. I'm a sicko. Captured. I guess we're locking up under 44 and a half in Pitt, Notre Dame, just to you know ride with the spirit of this thing. This is locking up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. So gross. You know what? You want to be really sick? What would be really, really sick, Mike? Oh, no. Lock them up both. I don't know. Louisville minus four. Sure. Why not? You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Double barrel. Lock it up. Please. Double barrel. Hell yeah. I am I'm a loose cannon, Mike. You don't know what I'm gonna do next. What else you got? What other locks you got? What other winners you got, Chad? Yeah, I'm locking up Yukon. Oh no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I am certainly not. Such a good sound effect. It is really good. And like the the listeners new to the show are gonna be really confused. <laughs> they are. They're gonna be so confused. Like, what didn't they talk about that game in the first few minutes? Yeah, we did. We did. All right, Mike, I've got under 44 and a half locked up in Pittsburgh, Notre Dame and Louisville minus four against Duke. You have Louisville minus four against Duke and you also have minus uh, Miami minus 19 and a half against Virginia. Uh, anything else? I think that covers pretty much all of it for now. Efficient. We did this in an hour. That's right. We got tea times we got to make. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here, Mike. Uh, we're going to go watch some games. We're going to come back and recap them. I think uh, Saturday Night Fever is like a game-time decision around here. There's a there's a wedding in play, and we'll, uh, we'll see. We might make it happen. We might not. I know last week we ended up having a push to Sunday, so keep it tuned here. If you want to know when we're going to record and go live to recap all the Week 9 action, go to YouTube.com slash at the ACC Football Podcast, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell icon, and you will be notified as soon as we commit – to what time we're coming on here. And if we ever change what time we're coming on here, you'll be notified then too. Yep. Uh, Mike, we're on Twitter at FTRS Joey at Mike McDaniel, SI at BC podcast, ACC. You can send us an email with your questions, comments, concerns, to the longest email address, no demand basketball conference podcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Thank you. We're on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you go find your pot, uh, your podcasts in audio format. Go find us there. We appreciate it. Uh, where else can they find us on the social medias? Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find all of our podcasts there. Instagram at BC podcast, ACC, YouTube, youtube.com slash at the ACC football podcast. Subscribe, please. Please do. Please do. We appreciate those who do. Mike, I think that's all I got. Anything else? We are all set. You want to come back and uh, recap week nine at some point this weekend? Yeah, let's do that. Enjoy the golf tomorrow, Joey. Thank you. You too. Hit them straight. We'll do my best. I mean, I'm I'm playing a scramble for a uh, oh it's nice. A, it's a daycare fundraiser situation, so uh, if I don't hit them straight, well, somebody else will, and I'll uh, just play their ball. So with the cost of daycare, they should be doing a fundraiser for all of you. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing where like you graduate college and they ask you for more money, like it's it's kind of the same thing, right? Pretty it's, cool, pretty yeah. cool of them to do that. Yeah, Gnarly. I'm playing with Ryan and Danny. <laughs> We'll give him my best. Tell him I said we'll hi. Do. I will absolutely do that. There you go. All right. Y'all enjoy the games. We will come back and recap them at some point this weekend, and we'll talk to you then. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, until next time, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks to everyone in the chat for coming out and hanging out with us on a Wednesday night. Really appreciate you guys as well. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk to you again soon. And until then, go ACC. Go ACC.